Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 339. That is, that's a Gibson number, that is. 339 is. of the Fret Talk podcast. And we're going we're gonna to talk about some, some 339 stuff today because mm-hmm. I remembered this week's number was a guitar as well. So we will do a <laughs> bit of that. Um, but it's episode number 339 of the Fret Talk podcast. You're, of course, joined by this guy. The guy over here, that's me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You also John Boy, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm loving it this week. I don't know. It's it's just it's good it's a good week. It's a good week. How you how you good. been, Matt? Yeah. Busy. Very, very busy. I hate the first six months of the year work wise because it's always busy. But yeah. it's fine. I will survive. And I've been gigging as well, which is good. It's always good. It's nice yeah. to be back actually playing music. I tend to find that if I'm not gigging, I don't bother with the guitar unless I buy another one. <laughs> so maybe if I keep gigging, I won't buy more guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's inevitable. We 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 make these promises. <laughs> like last year, you said I'm not going to buy a guitar, and then what was it? Like six weeks into the year, you bought a guitar. I I think I, I was talking about, I did put a post up on for threads. I think for the last three years, I've said, I don't do New, New Year's resolutions, but I'm not going to buy a guitar this year. And for each of those three years, I've broken it inside two weeks. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it's almost worth not promising anything, isn't it? Just, just ne- never promise, never promise, and then you won't under-deliver. <laughs> well, I, I think it. All I'm doing is validating myself to buy another guitar because it seems to be if I say that I buy a guitar. So yeah. it seems, yeah, I, I just need to say anytime I want to buy a guitar, I think I'll just say I'm never going to buy another guitar or I'm not going to buy another guitar this year, yeah. and then it'll just happen. <laughs> yeah, Which we might talk about and what you've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, there was there was one that came up this week which I weren't even looking for. I was not. So I follow a guy on on youtube called the budget guitar show so very very much kind of part of the trifecta of of the budget thing of youtube i'm obviously the budget yeah. pedal chap is the budget guitar show we've yet to find the budget amp guy but once we do we're going to form an alliance <laughs> um and <laughs> there's gonna like it's gonna be good it's gonna be good you get the best picks of like cheap amps pedals and and guitars um but anyway so he uh, posted on his community tab this week in, in YouTube. Oh, I've got this uh, this Faisley gold top, like two P90s, gold top thing. Uh, and oh, I'm thinking of getting rid of it, like pretty decent price. I think he was asking like 100 quid for it and they're like 150-ish, 160 now. Um, I, like a couple of years, it's a fair for you fucking years back now, I played an Epiphone version of this guitar basically like p90s gold top um and the the epiphone version like it sounded really good and played really well but it was ropey it was it had been it had been well used and there were a couple of things about it that just made me go the price that this shop's asking for it isn't worth what they're they're asking so i'm gonna leave it yeah and it's always been in the back of my mind that oh, this was a pretty decent guitar. And then obviously this one comes up um, 
for like hundred quid, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got this, <laughs> got this. I'm I'm gonna sell it." So I went back in his channel, checked out his review of it, and was like, "This is the best budget P90 guitar I've ever played." Oh well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> at that point, I went on a little kind of like holiday, like a little three days away from home, and in that time, it's gone to someone else. So crisis averted. <laughs> It doesn't mean that I won't now go and source a new one because they're only like 170 quid. <laughs> but, you know, these yeah. things happen. Uh, yeah, check out check out Budget Guitar Show. Uh, like he's, he's, he does like a very similar thing to me, but like with, with all of the budget guitars, like the Phase Lees, the Jets, the, um, what, what the other ones? like harley benton's he's had a few on there as well so like some some of the picks you've seen a few on mine but he his his thing is that so check him out yeah. johnny is his name and he plays plays like old school punk it's really cool cool i uh, it's definitely a it's an aesthetic and it like the the old school punk thing yeah love it but yeah i think at this point in the in the show we mention our sponsor, which is Mr. Affordaboard. So affordaboard.co.uk. They are the purveyor of budget pedals. They are my go-to one-stop shop for budget pedals. And they should be yours too. So they do G- Demon Effects, JSFX, Muskie, Joyo, 4D, K-Line, Nux. Uh, and what else do they do? They did a new one recently, Moval, Moval. Of course they do, because oh, I've done some Moval videos, Moval videos, uh, <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're cool. They're really cool, and they're all at amazing prices. They, they've they got, like, recyclable packaging, and they're a UK company. They've got their stock already, like, right there to ship, and they're cheaper than Amazon. Like, how is that even possible? It's just, it's mind, mind-boggling. So check them out, affordable.co.uk. Like, cool, cool stuff. And I happen to know, I've got it on good authority, that affordable.co.uk will be having one JSA Tone Flexor in stock. Check mm-hmm. it out. It might be, it might just about come in stock by the time this episode airs. And I don't think there are any plans for JSA to continue on with that range just that that specific pedal it's really good it's it's a good pedal it's it's nice i was i was tempted to to make the uh the obligation to send it back go away so <laughs> but i thought no no i'm gonna i'm gonna give give back to the community and let because there were a couple of people who were in the in the comment section of the video that i did for that like two weeks back, going, I've been on a border board and I can't see any. Like, when are they available? Like, how can I get one? <laughs> I had to like send them. <laughs> I've got, I've got the one. <laughs> so, like, when I send it back, when I finally get my finger out and send it back, check up, check on the website, uh, and it will be there. So, there are a couple of people who are who are like every morning refreshing that affordable board website <laughs> just to to make sure that that comes back in. So they're going to fight over it. Yeah, like getting on it. And I think if someone hasn't done this already, if you, if you send a little email over to uh, to James over at Ford Board, 
he'll reserve it for you. He knows it's coming back in. And he'll he'll like to get it sent out sent out as soon as possible. So if you know that you want it, just like, send him a little message. Uh I I yeah, I say do it, do it. It's a good it's a good one. And it's orange. When do you get orange pedals? Apart from the phase ninety and the DS one and like that. <laughs> Russ compressor. <laughs> apart from two of the most iconic pedals of all time. <laughs> yeah, apart from those ones. Apart from those ones. Ah, come on. <laughs> but it's, it's, fact, I think if you ask anyone to name a pedal, the DS1 is in their first three that they name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play. I mean, I mean, and and of course, the most iconic boss pedal, the Mega Distortion. <laughs> <laughs> iconic for all the wrong reasons yeah absolutely (laughs) maybe maybe my comment on orange pedals not being so common is a little bit unfounded i can see two behind you without even looking very hard yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) there's only about five pedals that i can see yeah i mean do you like the that side in it the the little kind of boss um it's like a drive section yeah like a drive showcase isn't it going from like lighter colours to darker (laughs) colours beautiful (laughs) and it actually goes from lighter to darker to overdrives as well well overdrive to distortion it's it's beautiful if you watch any of my budget pedal chap videos where I show my face and do some talking that'll be in the background so it's a a cool one they're all sat on top of a Behringer wall (laughs) <laughs> I really should get around to demoing that because it actually sounds pretty good. Like it gets a lot of a lot of flack because it was the first war pedal that was in a plastic housing. People were like, yeah. "No, you can't do that." Um, but actually, it sounds it sounds pretty good. It's it's based on the the um, Crybaby Q something 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 like the number number one where it's got like an inbuilt boost with a like volume on it and a Q control and a I think it's got a sweep control as well really cool but it's voiced really nicely as well it's really kind of throaty and has got a, a nice mid-range to it any whom cool we're not talking about Behringer Wars. <laughs> we usually start this podcast. I was going to say program, like we're like actual broadcasters. No, we're not. We are very much amateurs. Um, a, a new piece of software to record on, and all of a sudden we're now like TV broadcasters, are we? Yeah, it does feel that way. This feels like a TV show. This does. Yeah, we're on a we're on a slightly new thing this week we're trialing it because we've had had issues with our kind of streaming program of choice just being a bastard for like dropping out and <laughs> it, like it, it was no problem in 2023 and then 2024 hit and they went you know what we're going to make things difficult for you and so this is about the about the fourth different kind of streaming program that we've used now yeah, um, at least <laughs> yeah uh so hopefully this one sticks around for a little little bit longer i mean we've we've done pretty well we're on how many years are we now 
got to be like six, hasn't it? Yeah. Because so, 300 divided by 50 is six. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, rough, roughly that, isn't it? Uh, so we're not doing too six bad, and actually. Half, probably. <laughs> yeah. We're getting, we're getting roughly like a year and a bit out of, out of each one. So that's not too bad. And we've done three different hosting services as well. Three different hosting <laughs> platforms. Is it us? And that's all at your end. I don't even get involved with that. No. Oh, it was, it was a shame. Like the first place that we did was just like this kind of little indie uh, podcast hosting service. And they were so nice when it came to like them shutting down. They were like, oh, here are the steps that you need to take. Here's a really cool like, free um, hosting service. Go to these guys. They'll sort you out. Here's how you like transfer everything over and it's been a pleasure like hosting your podcast for this this time just like my gosh that is that service so yeah like hats off to those guys i can't even remember what they're called those guys that don't exist anymore and i can't remember what they were called yes yeah, i think it was like zcast was that zcast yeah yeah it was yeah, I remember they, them. I thought we were still on Zcast, so that's how how much involvement I've got. No, so we yeah we went Zcast to Anchor, and Anchor were taken over by Spotify, and now that's where we reside with Spotify podcasts. Oh, cool! So I mean, a little bit of beyond the curtains for you there, a little bit beyond the curtains. Right, we are going to talk about shit news. We're not going to go off on tangents about <laughs> our hosting services. <laughs> to be fair, I think our hosting services might be more interesting than this first piece of news. Yeah, I mean, almost, almost certainly. Right, so it, it seems quite the tradition that either Gibson or Epiphone get the get the first bit of news of a week. So why break with tradition? Epiphone, Adam Jones, 1979, Les Paul. Ugh. It's been unveiled, <laughs> yeah. So, how is this any different than the stuff that they've been doing previously? Well, there's no B on the back. Funny you should ask, because it isn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So, basically, the original, like the original version before the the art series, didn't have a B on the back. So that's not really okay. new, but it's it's new. In terms of like the last six haven't had this, <laughs> so it's yeah. So there's no there's no kind of outlandish artwork on the back of the um, on the the back of the body. Um, s- same kind of setup like the Seymour Duncan bridge pickup, Epiphone neck pickup that's flipped. It's like it's not like reverse magnets like Peter Green. It's uh, the the pickups actually installed. The wrong way around, yeah. Um, but the the thing about this one is the headstock. Basically, it's got the Gibson Open Book headstock. Yay! <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited for another Adam Jones signature. Yeah, and the the difference on this one is the headstock's a bit different, and there's no bees on it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure if you look hard enough, there, there may be some hidden bees. I think it might be in his contract somewhere that there, there is always a bee within the within the signature. 
I'm, I'm just trying to think, but Les Paul and Epiphone don't have a B in. Is it a Les Paul custom, technically? That still doesn't have a B. Are there any other words going to be written on this? Treb, treble. There is a B. There you if go. it's got a rhythm and treble um, poker chip, which I believe it does, because I, I can actually look, can't I? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it does have a B on it, so I was wrong. <laughs> I believe on the headstock as well, it's Epiphone. <laughs> it isn't it isn't don't quote me on that one um and if you if you remove the um the seymour duncan pickup there will be a b stamped on the back of it for bridge <laughs> but also for bees yeah uh, yeah i mean it's it's the standard thing it's the same same guitar that has been released seven times in in the past year uh and it's yeah it's the same thing that because it's got the the actual Gibson open book headstock on it though it's a bit more pricey no um what's it the uh Toman don't have it in stock anymore it's gone gone from their website but it was coming up 1749 euros which is just what? over 1500 pounds so jesus christ yeah it's basically the same price as the greeny. The fucking Dave Grohl guitar is going to be two grand, isn't it? I mean, I, I said it's 1800, 1800 oh. all day, every day. Because no one's ever heard of this Adam B, or whatever his name is. Yeah. B-Man. Yeah, Adam <laughs> B. Jones. <laughs> um, and if that... I, I, is, the Dave Grohl's actually famous. Yeah, so. yeah I've, I've heard of him. It comes oh, in a uh, no. it comes in a hard case. It's got one of the like Gibson style molded plastic cases. Cool, but it's uh, it's, a, it's a big uh, fifteen hundred quid. It's for an Epiphone Les Paul. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think no, no is the correct correct response <laughs> for this one. I don't think there's any. Any other response that you can? To have, be fair, I, th- I think I think some of the B guitars were verging on that price, weren't they? Were they like thirteen nine nine? Yeah, they ended up being nine hundred pounds when they were actually selling. Uh, but yeah, I think they. they so there's hope the... that this one might like. Oh no, because it's already sold out. Oh fuck's sake! Yeah, I hate people. Just stop encouraging this behaviour from Epiphone and Gibson. Teach them a lesson. Yeah, I think that's that's what we need to do is we need to vote with our wallets and and show them that this kind of shit is not not okay. It's really not like ugh, I think just we gross. also need to we we also need to show them that teardrop bursts are not okay. Just burst it lot properly, go around the out, the outline of the guitar. <laughs> don't do this yeah. weird teardrop bullshit. It's not for me. Yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. I also don't particularly like silver burst because it doesn't look like silver burst, does it? It looks like black and like off cream. Yeah, so it's very <laughs> similar to the the Antigua burst from Fender, but the Antigua one goes yeah. into like a dark brown at the outside. So this one's into a black, but it's that kind of like there's, there's n- the only parts of this guitar that are silver are the chrome bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well but done. Epiphone. I wouldn't describe. Yeah. It's yeah. it's shit news and it's shit news. It's basically it's it's shit. Here's that guitar that we've released lots of limited edition ones. Guess what? This is limited edition. 
yeah, this is even limited, limited other. <laughs> and yeah, it's got a Gibson headstock on it, so people going people gonna simp for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I think we should probably talk about what we've been up to this week, just to kind of cleanse the palate of that. that Basically, good. same news that we've been reported on for the last year. <laughs> Uh, right, Matt. Matt, tell us some tell us some good things. You've done gigs, which means that you have done some music load. I have. So I restrang the D'Angelico because I, I mentioned that I gigged with it, but the strings were pretty dead because they were the spring mm-hmm. strings that shipped with it, and I've been playing it for a while. Um, and yeah, with coated strings on it, it plays even better, surprisingly. Um, and yeah, I, I had a whale of a time. We did did a gig where I ran that, and then Nick Johnston as the two guitars, um, enough space for me to swap over fairly regularly. So I was playing the right guitar at the right time, um, which I usually just don't bother and just play one guitar for the first half and one guitar for the second half because I'm lazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, yeah, was able to swap and change as I went as I, as I wanted and just really enjoyed myself. Um, had the Vox fairly cooking um because i was on a stage where the the bass bin was on the stage with us which meant all i could hear was bass nice <laughs> like this the the sub for the pa was on this on the stage which just yeah meant i could hear the kick drum really well because it hit me in the chest and i could hear the bass really well but it meant that i had to turn the vox up quite loud um, which annoyed the drummer because it's an open back and he was behind it, but that was his problem because he was part of the bass problem that I meant I had to turn up. But yeah, it just it just meant that actually I think I had really great tone because the the vox was fully working, like the whole thing was resonating. Like, yeah, it was just a, a really good fun gig. It was just a pub gig, so just you know your, your standard stuff. But yeah, just really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know what guitars to take to gigs anymore. Is the biggest problem. Yeah, like you're I've, for choice, I've not man. played the Les. Pa- yeah, I've not played the Les Paul in like three gigs. I've not. I don't think I've gigged the Cabernetia in over two years, which means that needs to get back in the rotation. I think I took it as a backup, but I don't think I used it. Yeah. Um, and I've like like I say, I, I, I stripped that down and kind of got that back to like it's best playing ability so that needs to go back into the rotation i've obviously got the the pt i've got the yeah the just i've got too many guitars now for me to just yeah focus on so of course i've decided that um i was scrolling through ebay and saw something that was a lot cheaper than it should be so i've bid on that as well (laughs) nice nice because why not i mean (laughs) Uh, the the head of the show I was talking about how I was looking at a P90 guitar that I don't need and it's, it's the way that we operate so yeah well I, I don't even know why I was on eBay but I was on eBay and it was like things like what you've searched for before you know that kind of thing and then yeah, it yeah. shows you like new listings and some guy has done some upgrades to a Schecter PT the purple versed version of the one that I've got oh shit um, <laughs> And the current bid on it was £169. Shit, me. That's that's too good a deal not to, isn't it? So I went, the, that's the current bid, but somebody's going to have said, like, I don't know, 
£200. So I put 205 in to see what would happen, and I'm now the highest bidder. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I probably would have th- gone for a safe 250 You go, <laughs> what is 250 I, I could I could lose 250 and that would be fine. Yeah, and I might and even I get a purple guitar. <laughs> I will probably probably up it but like the the stuff that this guy's done to it so it's got a lola um s- single coil in the neck instead of a, a like a, a lola tele single coil in the neck instead of a p90 yeah. plus on locking tuners goto uh 201 bridge like the 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 proper like six saddle bridge rather than thing um upgraded all the hardware to black nice um, it's got orange drop caps cts pots like <laughs> this guy's put like I would say five hundred quid's worth of um upgrades on it, but has now decided he wants to sell it. I'm gonna imagine if it goes for less than like four hundred quid, he's gonna cancel the listing. I think he probably didn't mean to put it down for start at zero, but this was like it was one of these ones that started at ninety nine P. Yeah. But it's only got two days left on it. And you I don't give you a free, bit, um, free listing though, don't they? If you don't put a a reserve on it, ah, uh, is that it? Yeah, it might be a case where he just goes, you know what? I need the space, and I don't necessarily care it, not what I get for it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what he's. The listing says, look, I need, I need to. Uh, I'm, that's, that's like he's sad to see it go, but he needs the space. So, yeah, yeah. maybe he will let it go, but I will. Yeah, probably up the maximum bid to maybe even like two seventy, two eighty. But like, if that's if 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 it can if I can get it for under three hundred quid, it's a seven hundred. I think what they seven hundred eighty nine quid, something like that now. New, yeah, and it's purple and had a stupid amount of <laughs> upgrades done to it. So it'd be stupid not to. No, even if it hadn't had the upgrades, getting it for half of the price in a like pretty limited color. You like well, that's that's worth it. But yep. then, like, add the upgrades onto that because, like, we we always have this conversation about like people over expecting because they've put upgrades onto a guitar. Like a lot of the time, the upgrades that you do to a guitar is that that's for you. And if yeah. if you're coming to sell it, if you want like maximum uh, like maximum profit on what you're selling, change the stuff back to stock. And sell the bits yeah. off, because like no one cares that you've put, I don't know, some random YouTuber's signature pickup set into a into a guitar, and they don't care that you've upgraded the tuners for fancy German name tuners. Like yeah. it, it's the guitar is still a like seven hundred pounds worth of guitar. It's not increased the value. Yeah, no, and that and that's it. And and this guy's clearly gone the other way of like, look, I'm, I'm not like I'll mention what the upgrades are, but I'm not saying I, I this guitar is now a thousand pounds because I paid seven hundred quid and I've done three hundred quid's worth of work to it. Yeah, that unfortunately is where some people's mentality goes, isn't it? It's it's like I paid this and then I've added this much onto it, so it must be worth that. No, yeah. <laughs> like your guitar, most of the times is worth half of what you paid for it, or like even the instant you've taken it out of the shop. If you like, if you've yeah. paid a grand for it, you might get six hundred for it. Yeah, like tis tis what it is. 
Right. It is, but yeah, yeah. So I've, I, like I say, I've put a bid on that, and it expires before this podcast goes live. So you can't go and eBay it now and outbid me. Well, <laughs> this well, you can, but they can't. Uh, <laughs> no, it would be a bit suspicious. Just, uh, just, just one set there, Matt. Like you, you carry on the podcast. I've got something to do. <laughs> yeah, and my phone just flashes up eBay outbid. <laughs> yeah, the bastard pedal chap. <laughs> Oh, oh, it would be worth setting up a new eBay account just to do that. <laughs> it it would be a really shitty thing to do, though. No, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, like just bear in mind that that is a fantastic guitar, and not lot. I definitely would. If you would have posted that in the in our group and went, oh, I've I've already got one of these, but this is a good deal. That would be my bid. We'd be talking about now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might be the case, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, for less, and like I say, anything less than 300 quid, and that is a, a steal. Yeah. Oh, um, Facebook Marketplace um, served me up some some sauce this week. It, it, it went, oh, you like Harley Benton guitars, don't you? Here's a, a Fusion T for 180 quid. Like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, fortunately for me, it was uh, it was out of my circle of like the location circle that I've put on it, and yeah. they didn't mention anything about delivery. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that unless I see it yeah. again, and then I'll make <laughs> some arrangements. Yeah, because the uh, the fusion tees are apparently quite good. So I believe, mind you, I think most of that fusion range is meant to be pretty good yeah yeah the um the one that i've got the fusion is like it's got a surprising level of quality i uh i changed the strap pins out on it this week because i finally got around to installing the the lock the locking um strap pins and the the locking straps yeah i've had for about a month and a half um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what really surprised me as I was replacing the the strap pins on the fusion the screws that I took out of the like the original strap pins were bigger than the replacement screws wow so like they were longer and I thought that's a level of quality like they could have easily I know it would have saved them like five cents or something but yeah it's the level of uh like level of attention to detail that some companies just go oh yeah we'll get away with that if we if we save that they've really thought about like every last little thing and to them that extra five cents means that that strap pin is not going to be falling out which means that it's a more solid gigging instrument yeah so i ended up using the original screws with the aftermarket strap pins because it was like they're they're better screws they're longer screws they're a lot more anchored into the body i did the same with the fire mist today and they were smaller screws but like this theoretically 100 pounds difference in the uh, in the guitars well not so much anymore i think the fusion 3 that i got is 288 pounds now 
and the fire mist is 255, I think. So there's really not a lot of difference in it. But, yeah. like, they're both wicked guitars. Like, they they both play and spec-wise are well above the £300 mark that they're asking for them. They yeah. are well above that. Cool. Um, I might be doing a video about that soon. <laughs> just to just to prep you for it. There might be a video coming out about that. Um however, this week is episode number three three nine of the Freight Talk Podcast, as we have mentioned. We've got a little a little special segment this week, which is all based around three three nine style instruments. <laughs> so I've given us a selection of three 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 five style instruments. We've got Obviously, we've got the Gibson 339. We've got an Epiphone 339. We've got your D'Angelico. Um, yeah. We've got a Harley Benton. This one is, it. it's not really, like the rest of them, the, like double cut, smaller body, 335-ish style instruments. The Harley Benton is the only one that's not like that because they don't do, or not that I could find, they don't do a smaller body, 335 nine-esque body yeah but it's like so their one is like a almost like a les paul florentine ish kind of thing we've got a gretch yeah. we've got a b and g we've got an ibanez so let's have a is also a single cut as well it's a no cut it's it's basically a fucking paddle but it's a really small body <laughs> so that one it's, I, not, though, I, it's got a cut Oh, has it? Is the one that <laughs> yeah. I threw in because they do they do do one which is just a a paddle, and I was looking at that. Yeah, no, the, this this is a single cut. Ah, well, yes. Certainly, the one you put in the thing is yeah. a single cut. Yeah, so if you if you imagine that, but with without no the cut. cut, yeah, they they also do that as well. I mean, it's not a cheap one. So let, let's have a look at them as they kind of they are in the dark. Yeah. Oh no, I've pulled I've pulled up the wrong Ibanez by the looks of it. Oh no, I haven't. I've just I've added another Ibanez on. Uh so we've got the Gibson uh, <laughs> ES339 figured blueberry burst is the one that I chose. I think it also comes yeah. in different colours. It uh, does. It, they they do a 33960s cherry, which is much more tasteful. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look at that one then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is basically I, I, like a small small body back to the future looking motherfucker in it so for two thousand five hundred and ninety pounds you can get a small 335 um yeah i mean classic look uh nitro finished dot inlays which for two and a half grand come on give us some block inlays you see i i I disagree i don't want your block inlays i don't like them i'd far rather dots no, there you go. To each their but own. That's just, that's that's a per, yeah. I was gonna say that's a personal preference thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we've got classic fifty-seven humbuckers in this as well. Um, uh, like aside from that, it's basically like your standard Gibson uh, semi-hollow, isn't it? Yeah. Real. Yeah. So we've got that one. The Epiphone version, very very similar, like same color. Um. Four hundred and sixty-four pounds. That seems quite pricey for a for an epi. 
they they were cheaper than that. But I mean, <laughs> if, I suppose if they're asking fifteen hundred for a an Adam Jones four six four B man guitar, yeah, that's that's affordable. Those let's see what they've got in this. Uh, so obviously, it's probably not going to have the um, nitro finish in this one. Uh, oh. It's it's got classic pro humbuckers actually. So that's that's not too bad because the the classic pro humbuckers are the the they're not the full on Gibson design ones, but they're not not the cheap shit ones as well. Graftech yeah. new bone nut as well. Yeah, okay. which is better than you could get on old Epiphones. Yeah, so actually, they've this one seems like they've stepped up a little bit. It's got the the um, not quite full open book headstock, but the the not clipped wing one yeah, as well. The newer one, yeah. The yeah. And then we've got the the D'Angelico coming in next, which yep. So differences about this one: this is only one volume, one tone, rather than volume tone per pickup. Um, yes. Yeah, it's got the Supro Bolt humbuckers. Very similar kinds of setup, isn't it, really? Yeah. And it's a it's an ebony fretboard rather than um I think the last one was Indian Laurel and the first one was Road Rosewood. Yeah. Okay, so and these were the ones that were like twelve hundred quid and now they're there down. Yeah, they were twelve four nine on release in the UK. Uh, yeah. and this is a that you can get them. The guitar guitar still has a few at the the five hundred that I or four nine nine that I paid. Oh, there you um, go. Toman have got them up for five eight nine. I mean, that um, seems yeah. seems reasonable, doesn't it? Considering their um, they were twelve hundred quid, and and you can yeah. personally vouch for the fact that these are like they're set really well and they play very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and like I mean, I I know I've got one of these, so I've got a personal stake. But like the just the 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 added little features of, of things like the the knobs are wood, they're wood knobs rather than like your classic kind of speed knobs or whatever. Yeah, um, and they, yeah, yeah, they just have a, a bit of a yeah, and they've just got a, a bit of a better feel for me. I and I just thought it 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 makes the guitar look a little bit classier. Um, but yeah, like in in terms of, it looks very similar. Like you you wouldn't if you weren't a guitarist, you'd think it was a three three nine or whatever. Yeah. Like they're they're very very similar. If you if you sent grandma in to buy you, uh, like a a three three nine, and you showed her a picture and then buy this one, she could easily uh, come back with a D'Angelico. Yeah. Uh, the F holes are bigger in the D'Angelico, which makes me feel it's better somehow. A bigger, bigger F hole <laughs> is always better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then we go to the Harley Benton A- Aeolus. Are we allowed to say that pre watershed? <laughs> <laughs> is that not a lady part? <laughs> no, that's Areola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I don't. No, he's, he's the goal. Now he's the goalkeeper for West Ham. Now I think actually, <laughs> he's, he's a right tit. <laughs> uh, so the Harley. Benton I'm sure he's never heard that before. <laughs> uh, the Harley Benton Ariola um, is. 
is the odd one out here. It's kind of like a slightly fatter Les Paul shape. Um, two knobs. Uh, the pickup selector isn't down by the bridge. It's up on the horn, so it is kind of Les Paul-y. Um, I think it's... Yeah, so it, this is a slightly, slightly more kind of modern take on it. So you've got a roasted maple neck, um, stainless steel... Uh, jumbo frets and the Tesla um, VR2 Alnico 500 so not the Roswells so it's a bit like the semi-hollow version of the Fusions because it's yeah. kind of that that feature um, feature set really kind of heavily featured very very good on paper out of the lot potentially not the one that I'd go for because it just doesn't look as good. <laughs> it's just kind of plain, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is, and like, um, you'd think that it'd be one that you'd go for. It's got all of the modern features that we look for in guitars these days. The, the heel accessible, but you don't have to take the the neck off. Um, trust well, just the, like, yeah. it's it's a very much a modern player's instrument. Shit. But it just, yeah, it it's, I don't know, it just looks a bit weird because it's a Les Paul, but it's a bit fat. <laughs> yeah, it, I think my, my complaints about it is that the, the body has a darker look to it than the fretboard. Which, yeah, which should never be the case. No, it looks it looks a bit strange, doesn't it? Um, and and the shape is just I mean it's it's a Harley Benton original shape because it's not like full on take on a Les Paul it's it's a bit different but it's just it just looks like a guitar. Well, it, yeah, the probably it's a single cut three three nine, isn't it? It's not a Les Paul shape. It's a three three five three three nine somewhere in between, maybe even for the yeah. back end of it, and then someone shoved the Les Paul top horn on it. <laughs> Yeah, but a slightly more rounded horn. Yeah. yeah, so it's potentially not winning our favour here. Now, the, now we get onto the. So we've got the Gretsch Streamliner, uh, four five nine. Slightly, slightly different thing here because it's we're talking Fertiltrons rather than sorry Broadtrons, should I say? These are humbuckers, not actual Fertiltron style pickups, but yeah. have the look. Of, of Filtrons. It's got a, a Bigsby style bridge as well. Is it an actual uh, licensed, I think. It is. is. It? I'm pretty sure it is Bigsby because I assume, yeah, it is. Um, it, I assume it would be the same bridge I had. Do you remember I had the big hollow body for a while? Okay, yeah. In this series, for maybe 18 months, that had a, a, a licensed Bigsby. Big, I think it's a licensed Bigsby um, yeah. in it. Yeah, not not one of the ones that you'd necessarily trust, but yeah, I mean, it was fine if you did a little bit of wiggling. Um, I wouldn't do too much vigorous wiggling with your wiggle stick on these. <laughs> I, but... I mean, not at my age anyway. <laughs> vigorous <laughs> wiggling is those days are long gone. But yeah, I mean, my biggest issue with this is actually I thought the pickups in mine sounded shit. Um, yeah. And that's part of the reason why I got rid of it, because with hollow bodies, they're a bit of a pain in the ass to change the pickups out of, because there's no rear 
cavity to access to get to the back of the pots, you've got to take the pots out through the f hole. Yeah, and this this very much has has that, hasn't it? There's no yeah, it's yeah. got those broadtrons. Yeah, yeah, and there's no access farther back because my uh, my mid tone. That's that's one of the the good points of that is that it's it's a bit like a thin line Telecaster in the fact that it's kind of rather than like laminate on top of a centre block, it's chambered. So ah, right, okay. they've managed to put a hole in the back so you can access the cavity. Yeah. Which I thought was wicked. Absolutely. And it's also a flat top as well, which I love flat tops. I'd love a flat top less ball if I could. But they just don't do yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the streamliner, it's got the look, hasn't it? It looks looks the tits. Yeah. Looks great. I mean, like like I say, you'd have to for me. I w- I wouldn't go for one if I was going to get a Gretsch in this shape. They will do one that's more expensive, that's in a different line with different pickups in it, and I'd probably end up going that way. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? Right now we're going to the the B and G little sister, um, which is an odd one out of this because it's got pain noise, but weird kind of head you head you. How do you describe this body? Look, bean shaped, look really, really thin, tiny, tiny, thin bean shaped body. Um, yeah, with a... yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know how to go about describing it, but I suppose it's like a, a stretched Les Paul. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's, it doesn't seem longer. It's just that you've squashed the sides of the Les Paul. Look, let's pull where. Yeah, I guess you've pushed it in rather than pulled it long. You've just yeah, yeah. You've dropped it into Google, not Google, uh, Microsoft Paint, and then you've dragged the top and bottom towards each other, and not changed any of the other dimensions. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like back in back in school projects when you had to make six pictures fit on a page, and rather than scaling them properly, you would. Squish the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's design. <laughs> uh yeah. And an added bonus of the, the D and G as well. Sorry, B and G is it's got like a Spanish guitar style headstock. So with slots cut in. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the it's it's people love to those. Love, it? I hate oh yeah, like um Taylor do it in some of their acoustics, but steel strong acoustics. Mm. And I always look at it and think, that looks shit. And they're always on the more expensive ones and people go, oh, they look great, don't they? And I'm like, no, no. Mm. I've never thought, I, do you know what this whole, this headstock needs? Two massive holes in it. Yeah. Weight relief. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking doesn't. It's just, it, to me, it's... It's another thing to break, isn't it? It looks like another yeah. point that if you accidentally lean on it a bit too hard, that's a weak point. Um, yeah, I don't think we're loving yeah. this uh, this BNG. I mean, it'll go no, on to the, the questions that we have a little bit later, basically rounding these up. I don't think the BNG's got a got a look in really. The final <laughs> one is, of course, the Ibanez am 53 they do the a- as which is the 335 and the am and the slightly smaller one this one okay. i chose over because they do these in a number of 
uh, price points as well. They go up to like a grand and a half, like the the Japanese made. I think it's Japanese made. Yeah. But at very least, slightly better spec than this one. Uh, this one, Apparently yeah. They go, they go up to two grand, in fact. I do that. Just by clicking on the pictures on Toman. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, this one, uh, Infinity Humbuckers, 22 medium frets. Very much just a, a basic, basic, small body, uh, semi-acoustic. Looks kind of good. Like it's it's finished quite well. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two yeah, two o eight five is the 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 big boy, isn't it? So you can go. You can yeah. go the cheap version. You can go a slightly more expensive version. So there's a roundup of kind of what's on the market for the three three nine style options. Style. Yeah, because I, I I hadn't really looked into this much. And just assumed that Gibson and Epiphone were the only ones that did the 339. <laughs> and then you brought to us the, the D'Angelico, and I thought, hmm, this is an interesting rabbit hole to go down. So I did. Yeah. Right, we've got, we've got to rate them. Which, out of those lot, which do you think, purely based on looks, is the one that if you couldn't try them and you just had to go... Based on what it looked like, which one you which one you going for? The Gretsch probably. Like the Gretsch looks like the coolest guitar. Really like if we're going purely it. based on it on on aesthetics, the yeah. Gretsch is the coolest of a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, even even knowing what I know about the humbuckers being shit, um, I would still like if. If they were all lined up in a row, the Gretsch is the one that I'd go play first. Yeah. Uh, and I think followed very closely by the Gibson. I think the, the Blueberry Burst actually looks quite nice. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Blueberry Burst, but that's just, again, down to, down to the aesthetics. I I love the classic look of a proper Cherry 335-339 style guitar because of that scene from Back to the Future that we all know was a three... Was it a three four five before it was released, or was it a three five five and it was supposed to be a three four five or something? I can't. No, it was a three four five. Yeah, the stereo jacks. Yeah, Um, and yeah, the very tone switch. Yeah, weren't around in that in that time period. Yeah, but yeah, like the the Gibson looks great, um, but it is three grand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of. Purely on looks, you'd pick up the but, pick up the Gibson. Yeah, but I, I still think I'd pick up the cheaper Gretsch first because it just looks so cool. But yeah, I think that would, that would definitely be the order I would do it. I'd probably do the Gretsch first, then that Gibson. I'd then probably go for the D'Angelico. Yeah, yeah. The Ibanez would be there if it had covered pickups, but it doesn't, and I think all humbuckers should be covered. So if we went for the expensive Ibanez... You're yeah. going for the the Ibanez as well. Okay, here, yeah, cool. Right, so from from the choice, what are we saying for best value? Best value for money. I mean, I, I'm always going to say the the D'Angelico here because I've played one, I've bought one, and it punches way way above its price point. Like I like I say, I, I paid five hundred quid for it, um, and. 
I have played guitars that cost three times that that don't play as well as this guitar. Um, it this like I say, it, it I I am certain that the reason why the the price has gone down is because it's a non kind of big brand guitar. I don't yeah. think you're going to get the best value for money out of Gibson. But I think we all know that. Um, Harley Benton come with potential issues, not always, but QC yeah. can be hit and miss. Like I say, the the Gretsch, those pickups don't do it for me. Um, I'm sure they they'll be fine for some people, but they were just a bit dark and a bit muddy, especially when you're looking at them expecting broad uh, filtertrons and you're getting quite dark humbuckers. Um, yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know anything about B and G. But the guitar just looks a bit weird, yeah. um, and maybe it would be fine. the The Ibanezes, I'm sure, would be great value for money. Those cheaper ones, but yeah, I just they, I don't think they'll be as good as as the the D'Angelico. I think a, a guitar that people were raving about at the twelve nine nine price point that you can now get for, you know, the, less than half of that. I think you're going to struggle to get a better value for money guitar at the moment. No. Yeah, so yeah, if I'm looking at it like purely based on the on the figures, the the Ibanez is a good hundred pounds cheaper than all of the other options. But then you've got to talk, talk about like in terms of value for the money because I know there's those Infinity Humbuckers are the ones that you have in all of the cheap Ibanezes. And they're fine; they do the job, but they're they're nothing special. And like this guitar, Ibanez are really, really spot on quality wise in the low price points. They their quality control is shit hot. It is so yeah. good. They don't let anything come out of the the factory that doesn't play at least like reasonably. A lot of the time, you pick up an Ibanez off the shelf, and it plays well. So yeah. I'm I'm taking that into consideration. The Harley Bentons again on spec. The um, like the the specs are above even some of the the high spec ones. However, um, again, like the pickups probably aren't going to be fantastic, and it's it's getting close. Like closer in in price to the others, then it's it's like three three nine, which <laughs> is a good price <laughs> for this. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like bumping up into that close to four hundred pound mark, which is where everything else sits. So I'm thinking, actually, the, the Ibanez probably is the best value for money, but the D'Angelico is probably twice the guitar, if not more. Like you pay twice the price, you get more than twice the guitar. So actually, yeah. that's that's suggesting that that's actually better value for money. Because I don't think then you pay double what the D'Angelico is for the B&G, and that then is twice the guitar of the, the D'Angelico. I don't think it would be. I couldn't yeah. say for sure because I've not tried one, but I, I don't think it would be. And then... <laughs> Is the the Gibson five times the guitar? <laughs> well, let's be let's be generous because it's not like uh, yeah, it's not bang on. So, so let's say it's four times the guitar that the D'Angelico is. 
and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. So actually, the <laughs> D'Angelico takes it. But with the, the yeah. Ibanez coming in as a close second and the Harley Benton having a, a an honourable mention, because I think the at the lower price points, you're definitely spot on with the, the quality control issues. I think once you start getting past that 2, 250 mark, they're a lot more cautious about what they're sending out. And I have heard no, people fine. talk about the stinkers that they've had within the, the Fusion range. Um, and there was a guy messaged me on on YouTube today saying he's got a Fusion T and the string alignment's off, so the string occasionally pops off the edge of the fretboard, which... Not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's like it's something you could potentially fix, like... Undoing the screws on the back of the neck and giving it a a bit of a jolt there, yeah, yeah, and then and then tightening it back up, or like shimming the neck at the side to make sure it it, it stays. But that's the kind of thing you're not really wanting to do with a guitar that you've just bought. Yeah, so and it's, it's not what you expect from the yeah. supposed higher higher quality price point. Of yeah. those fusions, like you wouldn't be angry to do that on the seventy-nine pound strats that they do, but yeah. once you start paying over three hundred quid for a guitar, you probably don't want to be doing that yourself. Like, yeah. that should be something that should be picked up. And it's something that, like the equivalent Ibanez at that price point, wouldn't have. So you yeah. you are well within your rights not to expect that on that guitar. Um, but then equally. I've got two Harley Bentons, which have both, like they, they both came with very safely set action. I'm not saying it was, it was bad, but it was, it was on the higher side. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've reduced that down and it, it didn't take much. Like one of the necks I've, I've shimmed, one of them, I just brought the, the bridge lower to the body and they both play perfectly fine now. Uh, like to my standard. Uh, but there's like there've been no no quality issues at all. Right, our final question for this is overall winner. Which one? If you had the money, say say you had three grand, and you you had to buy one of these, which one you buying? I mean, this is an easy question for you because you you did. <laughs> I did, yeah, like. And like, if I was going to do it again, looking at all these guitars, I think I'd still end up with the D'Angelico because I think if I had three grand, yeah. I could buy the D'Angelico, I could buy a Schecter Nix Johnston Strat, a Schecter Nix Johnston Telly, and spend 500 quid on straps and um, like strap locks and all the other things to go with those three guitars. Yeah. I've got to say, look, if we're if we're throwing in the the two grand Ibanez AM two thousand, I'd be very tempted. Cause yeah, the, I mean, I, could, I I can see it. Like, don't get me wrong, I think it looks good. Yeah, it's it's got the the kind of the classy Ibanez thing. It's made in Japan as well, so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be very good. It's gonna be very good. Uh, it's has it got the fifty sevens, the classic fifty sevens in it. I don't know. Does it say? Oh, super, um, sorry. Classic for sure. Super 58s, which is the, the Ibanez like PAFs. So actually, right, okay. 
I, I'm an Ibanez boy, aren't I? Through and through, I, I'm a very, very Ibanez-centric chap. I've still got how many? And we've got three, despite not being a teenager. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm very much Camp Ibanez, so I, I'd probably go for that, the AM 2000. But I, I think the D'Angelico, again, is honourable mention. Just banging, banging value. Um, yeah, and not not bad looking either. Like probably some of the the like within the kind of top half of the like looks wise. Oh shit! That slate blue one is a bit naughty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like I didn't know which color to buy. Like that that was the only reason why it took me about three hours to buy them. When I messaged you going, I think I might get one of these. I didn't know whether to buy the slate blue one. I actually quite like the wine red one as well, but oh, I went shit. for black in the end because I just yeah. thought it's it like yeah. black makes it easier to use at functions because if I have to wear a certain colour for a fo- like say if we're doing a Hawaiian night and I've got to wear a Hawaiian t-shirt, yeah, and it's got really horrible colours in it that don't go well with blue or don't go well with red, it will go well with black because everything does. Yeah, yeah, black is very versatile, isn't it? Yeah, that's why like all of my guitars now are either black or white. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's some solid solid thought process there. Yeah, I, I can't argue with it. All right. Oh, you've just you, you've gone off. The screen's turned off again. There we go. Mm. Oh. I'm not. I haven't gone off. That's a bit mean. <laughs> yeah, but I've still no. got shelf life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you do, Matt. You do. Right. We're, we're past an hour already shit um, we're going to wrap up with one bit of news and I, I think we have to do the final one we will we will save the other two for next week because like post NAM news dries up a little bit crazily <laughs> uh, yeah so we're going to talk about the Casio Dimension Tripper which is a an odd thing it's an odd thing. It's a Kickstarter at the moment, but it was, I believe it was being touted around NAM, which is good. Uh, do I still have it open? Do I still have the thing? <laughs> I don't think I do. I'll have to do it from memory. Because <laughs> I, I remember it anyway, because it's, it's a really interesting bit of kit. Oh, no, I do have it. Here we go. Fantastic. So, uh, Casio is not an unknown name to the guitar world. They are... Um, mainly known for the DJ, DJ, DJ button. Um, <laughs> fucking Casio. Uh, Every school music lesson you've ever been in. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've taken a little trip into um, into the guitar, and it's, it's strange what they've done. So they've they've basically created a device that sits between your strap and your strap pin. It almost looks like, do you, do you know those um, look, analog baggage scales? The, the yeah. thing, like a little hook that you hold your baggage on <laughs> and it tells you how much your baggage weighs. Yeah. It's a bit like that. So imagine that, but attached to your strap pin and the other end of your strap. And it works a bit like a B-bender. So you you pull down on your on your strap and it kind of extends a little bit. 
and it its function is basically like a digital version of the B Bender. But they say that it's slightly trippier than that as well. So you've basically got like two two modules with this. You've got the the weird baggage scales thing, and then on the floor you've got like the the receiver for this. You see, as the 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 baggage scale thing extends, there's like a like a visual um, like MIDI um, signal, and it shows you how much extension is on that on that thing. And then you use that to like change the pitch of your guitar. Um, now it works like a B bender. I don't know I don't know the science behind it. I don't know how it decides that it's only your B string that moves or if it does that in fact. Um but Yeah, I've just been watching like I I have been listening to you but I've also been watching the video. It looks like actually all it is is a an expression pedal that is not a pedal because I uh, don't think it just does the B string. I think if when it's in pitch mode it does all of it but i'm not sure if they're running it into a pick shifter as well but like uh, they use it they're using it to control war pedals on the demo on the link that you sent through as well um it's just people at nam by the looks of it but yeah like so it looks like it is instead of having a, a treadle you can have this as your expression pedal um even though it's not a pedal so i guess it's not an expression pedal anymore it's an expression strap accessory yeah if they could get it to work with just the B string and work as a B bender, it would be beautiful. If they are just using it as a as a wah pedal, that like that motion, the B bender motion, is more difficult to do than rocking your back, foot back and forth because you're already using your hands to do stuff. <laughs> you need to use your like use your palm to push down on your neck to make the the thing function. So when you're when you're B bending, you're usually like holding a um holding a chord and then the B bender does the pitch bend. So you you've got that time to kind of modulate your pitch. Um when you're using a wah, you tend to be doing stuff it tends to like you're doing that alongside <laughs> playing notes, or if you want to change yep. pitches on something, you tend to do that whilst also doing other things. Like you think of like Tom Morello's solo in uh, "Killing the Name of." It he doesn't go wee He slides into all of those notes to kind of accentuate the pitch changes. So yeah. you can't do that whilst also. Bending your neck. Pulling the guitar, yeah. You so. could put it on the back end of it and try and do that with your elbow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but the, then your picking's going to shit, isn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah, need any, I mean... like any help with my picking going to shit, I'll be honest. <laughs> like I'm good enough at that already. Uh, if I hit the right string one out of three times, I'm happy. <laughs> there you go, yes. Yeah, 33% accuracy, isn't it? What more do you want? I, yeah, but yeah, it look, does look like that's what it is. It's an expression pedal that modulates, not with the pedal, but the the wiggling of the guitar. Um, yeah, which 
massively reduces its usability, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because it's currently in the development stage. If they can make it so that it does B-Bender-style pitch bending, then we are onto a winner. Because I think that's that's the thing that it'd be useful for, is being able to use a B-Bender without bastardising a guitar to do so. Yeah. I love the idea of of a B bender. I love the the concept of it, but I am not. But I'm in not it. drilling and routing. Yeah, the entire guitar. <laughs> yeah, so, so like your two options are modifying a guitar that you've already got. Which number one, finding someone within the UK who's willing to do that is a is is not a thing. Like they just don't. It doesn't happen. Um, yeah. or finding good a guitar that already has got that uh, mod installed and installed in a way that it's reliable. It just, like, unless you're in America, I assume, where it'll be slightly more prevalent, it just, it's not a thing, and it's just, it's something that (laughs) we've seen on the television, but we don't get to do ourselves. So, look, I'd be willing to drop a couple of hundred quid on this and go yeah like this is what it feels like to do b-bending stuff and then if you if you find you really like it you might then make that step to buy a a b-bender telecaster as for as it is at the moment is (laughs) no good (laughs) no hey oh uh so that's that's where we end the podcast for this week because i can't i just can't have any more disappointment like that can't handle it anymore <laughs> uh, so I'm going to extend a thank you to our, our listeners you lot you amazing people you have made it this far certificates you can print them off from the Fret Talk podcast group just head on into that podcast group when you get yourself a very professional very professional looking certificate that you can print off um, I want to extend a special super sexy thank you to our sponsor, Affordaboard, who just check them out, affordaboard.co.uk. Just if you're ever, ever wanting some budget pedals, check them. They do good stuff. They've, like they've also, they're starting to uh, update the website as well. So now it's not only search through company, because it used to be you clicked on the company and then you get a list of pedals. Yeah. Uh there's searchable via uh, effect types as well now, like via oh, a drop cool. down menu. Um, so, like, he's updating that. Like, he's listened to customer feedback and said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do this." Uh, so, check it out. Those, those. Um, I think he's he's trialing on affordableboard-pedals.co.uk at the moment, so you can see the new version uh, on there and give some feedback. I have yet to do that because he sent me the link when I was on holiday. Uh, but I will do that. I definitely will. Uh, it, from what I saw, it looked good. Um, I'm ex- extending one final thank you to our Patreon backers who are amazing. You're all just good people. Good people. For as little as $2 a month, you can be part of that exclusive crew as well, in which you get to hear us bitch about <laughs> Bruce Dickinson today, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're like what? 
How could how can people bitch about Bruce Dickinson? He's he's an amazing fella. He he's the front man of Iron Maiden. He can fly planes. He he's a fencing champion. Like he's he's uh, competed for Britain as uh, like a fencing champion in the Olympics. How can you how can you be mad at him? Well, we're gonna we're gonna give it a good go. <laughs> gonna give it the old college try. Um, but yeah, two two dollars a month. You can you can uh, follow the Patreon and get some exclusive exclusive content as well. Uh, so our Patreon backers are as follows. We have got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. We've got the trifecta of Erector. We've got Mr. Huge Erection, Mike Oxlong, and Wee. Gary Goldencock. Wee. Wee. Uh, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian, no, Brian Gower, of the Tone Jerks podcast, the Second Butter podcast, and the Off the Rails podcast. We've got Diabetes Foot. We should probably get that checked out. <laughs> and <laughs> we've got Mr. Jason Wharton of Pedal Boards of Doom and the Jason Wharton YouTube channel, which he released a video about why he got rid of his King of Tone this week. Rather huh? interesting. Rather interesting. Um yeah, because he's expensive and shit. No, <laughs> that's not what he said. Uh, so, if you want to catch me online, uh, I, I do. I, I will occasionally be checking out. Uh, I'll, I, I always check out Jason stuff. I like checking out Jason, checking out the Budgie Guitar Show. Uh, who else am I checking out? I'm checking out uh, Steve Casty. Oh, what ledge? Um, I check out loads of guitar stuff on YouTube. I also check out fucking Pokemon Nuzlocke's because <laughs> I'm a massive, massive nerd. Um, but if you want to check out the stuff that I make, you go YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and threads slash Budget Pedal Chap. You'll find me just doing my thing. And YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which this fee. This week, this week, I've suddenly gone gem. Roll with it. This week, we will be checking out the mobile interstellar blues overdrive. <laughs> I can't keep it up. Sorry, really sorry. I don't know why. Uh, so the interstellar blue blues drive, I think, is which you'd think is either a tube screamer or a blues driver, and it's neither. So definitely check that out. Uh, and Matt, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm at heel underscore Mac U on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Nice. Nice. So that'll be us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs> it will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Hurrah a bit. Bye. my blind friend a cheese grater for Christmas this year he said it was the most violent book he'd ever read (laughs) oh shit yeah yeah I like that one actually yeah we'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it